this is my morning cup and you're listening to Jean. Um, this is a podcast about things that matter. Today's episode, I will be talking about my heart condition called POTS. I'll be talking about how I was diagnosed, my history before and my history after, and hopefully you guys will enjoy. So, here we go. POTS. Postural Orthostatic Tachycardia Syndrome. A lot of crazy words. I hope you don't try to say it three times fast because it's very exhausting. Postural means changing body positions. Orthostatic is talking about your blood pressure changing, going up or down. Tachycardia is a heart rate thing. And syndrome basically means it's chronic and it won't go away unless, you know, the Lord decides to take it away. So, there are a lot of different symptoms for different people. So this isn't an an entire list of all the symptoms, but this is all the symptoms that I personally deal with. And hopefully, if you have this syndrome, then this will help you get diagnosed. I recommend going to your heart doctor or a POTS doctor to see if you have it, if you think you have it, after listening to this podcast. So, here we go. Enjoy. When I was a kid, I was very, very, very active. I did competitive swimming and gymnastics, which is a lot for one kid to handle. I was very healthy because I had, you know, so much exercise and I loved fruits and vegetables. So you would think that I wouldn't have any problems, right? Mm -mm. I started out with a elbow condition called osteochondritis desiccans, which basically just means the blood flow of your elbow is cut off and it dies. Sucks, right? Yeah. (laughs) I had surgery for it though, so it's okay now. I have a little smiley face on my elbow, so that's awesome. Um, I, however, was not allowed to run, do basketball, gymnastics, swimming, you name it. Anything active, I was not allowed to do it because I had a dead elbow. This really put me into a state of depression and I couldn't really recover from that until I was back on my feet again. But when I was back on my feet, playing basketball, swimming, running, etc., I I didn't know what to do because I started having shortness of breath and dizziness, and I didn't know what to do. So we went to the doctor, and they said, you have asthma. That's what's wrong. Just take your inhaler and exercise, and it'll be okay. Newsflash. It was not okay. <laughs> um, I started taking my inhaler, but I was still getting dizzy and still having shortness of breath, no matter what I did. So I started um, not exercising and not running and other things like that because it was just too much. It was really funny because me and my friend 
when I was at basketball practice, we were watching one of my friends play, and she passed out. Um, and me and my friend looked at each other, and we were like, gee willikers, I wish that I could pass out just one time to see what it would be like. That was the worst wish I could have ever made. As someone who has wished for a lot of things, that was the worst thing I could wish for. And I wish that I had wings like a dragon. Not wings like a pegasus or like a bird. Yeah, I'm that nerd. So a couple years passed and I went to Hawaii with my family. And I was walking along the beach and all of a sudden I had this really crazy dizziness and I fell down. It wasn't a complete pass out, but it was really scary for me and my family. I just wanted to walk on the beach with my family. Was that too much to ask for? Newsflash, I guess it was because my body was not having it. When we returned, everything was different. I was getting dizzy more often, I would fall down, I started blacking out, and then eventually, it happened. I started passing out. Passing out is one of the scariest things for me because at first, I start getting shortness of breath, then I start getting really dizzy, then my nose starts going numb, and then it happens. I lean back just a little bit, and then I collapse. Then I wake up with people surrounding me. The shortness of breath is still there. And I'm terrified. And I start crying. And it's, it's not a good look. It's, it's pretty terrifying. And everybody around you is like, Oh my gosh, you have to call the hospital and make it a big deal. And it, it is a big deal. But there's nothing that the doctors can do about it. So why worry? I worry all the time about it, don't worry. Um, So I started going to more and more doctors and they basically said the same thing every time. There's nothing wrong with you. You have anxiety, you have asthma, there's nothing wrong. So the doctors tried to give me medicine for my anxiety, but my mom was like, no, there's something wrong with her that's not just mental, it's real. There's something wrong that's not just brain chemicals it's something else find it and I'm so glad that my mom pushed forward for me when I didn't have the strength to she really made the difference in me getting diagnosed so I then was put on a heart monitor for a couple of weeks I still have scars from it because I put them in the same place every day all the electrodes yeah not a good idea it ripped my skin up So after that, whenever I had the heart monitor on, the emergency room people or whatever called my mom and said that they needed to come get me because my heart rate was off the charts. All I was doing was at Bible quiz practice, sitting down, listening to my instructor. Nothing big, just my heart rate. Then I went off to camp camp was a disaster okay so one thing about pots is that it hates warm weather aka texas in the middle of july bad idea 
So I was running around playing a game because I'm really competitive and I love games. And then I passed out. It was so terrifying and I woke up with people surrounding me, taking my heart rate and blood pressure. I remember my heart rate being in the 180s and my blood pressure being about 30 or 40. Then they flipped me upside down to try to stabilize myself. And when they brought me back down, my heart rate was at 30 or 40 and my blood pressure was at 180. Yeah, it was terrifying. I thought it was really funny at the time because I was going hysterical. I passed out about 15 times in that week. It was crazy, and everybody around me was terrified. I was terrified. Then, as soon as I got home, my mom started researching, and my dad started researching things that they thought it would be. They actually brought POTS up to my heart doctor, and they said, no, she doesn't have POTS. She couldn't be able to stand if she had POTS. What she didn't know was that I did pass out all of the time. Hey, Sushi. Sushi is right next to me. Sushi's my cat. If you missed the first trailer, I would suggest you go back and listen to it. She's so cute. Oh, she's purring. Sorry, I got distracted. Where were we? Camp, then came home, heart doctor, right. All that. So, my mom and my dad were trying to figure out what was wrong with me, and by some stroke of luck or god god definitely but anyway they they looked at this woman who came into my dad's office my dad's an optometrist and he saw this girl with pots and she told him her story and my dad said hmm that sounds a lot like my daughter and so they got me in with a POTS doctor and the doctor was very abrupt he was very scary I did not like him but he did find out what was wrong with me so the way they diagnose you is they lay you on a table and they check your blood pressure and your heart rate then after a little bit they raise up the table so you're sitting a little bit then you sit on the edge of the table then you stand with your back against the table and then you stand all by yourself. I got really dizzy and my heart rate got above 149, which is the um, the telltale for having POTS. <clears throat> so, great, I was diagnosed. I was so excited. It was my mom's birthday and my sister's birthday. And I thought, well, I'm gonna get diagnosed. I'm gonna figure out how to control it and it's gonna be great right Mm -mm. nope I was wrong although I was diagnosed the doctor told me that there was no cure and there was nothing I could do except change my habits so I started trying to change my habits as much as I could I started drinking more water I started eating more salt which sounds counterintuitive but it wasn't it helped a lot Um, I had to raise my protein levels, work on my vitamin deficiency, um, exercise more, get more sleep, and stay out of the warm weather, along with other things. But those are the main things that all POTS doctors will tell you. 
So I started doing an exercise regimen that was prescribed to me by my doctor. And he told me to not only do cardio, aka rowing, lots of rowing. Rowing is my favorite exercise now. However, at the time, I hated its guts. It was so hard. All I could do was cry when I rode. I started getting better at it, though, and I started listening to music and dreading it, but then I stopped dreading it because it started becoming more fun. And now, I love rowing. It's so comforting and calming. I'd love to get into rowing more, but that's for another time. Um... As I started rowing, I also had to start weightlifting, which I did not like, and I still do not like. I am terrible at lifting weights. I am terrible at all of that stuff. It's just so hard. I don't understand it. Like, my arms are so weak. It's ridiculous. I can't lift anything besides my cat sushi. Isn't that white sushi? Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry. I love my cat. She's just curling up next to me. So cute. Can you hear her purring? I don't think so. Um, But as this progressed, my heart got a little bit better. I couldn't lay down. Oh, I forgot to tell you one thing. I have to keep my bed at an angle so that my heart is always working harder than the normal heart. Which stinks because... It's so hard to just let yourself be raised. It's so hard because you want to sleep better, but you know that it's better for you long term. As this started, I started going to college, passing out, passing out, passing out. My habits started getting worse. I stopped exercising. I stopped drinking as much water. I don't think I drank any water freshman year. It was terrible. It was terrible. Um, And I passed out all the time. I missed so many classes because of it. And I was so scared. Everybody around me was just knew me as a girl who passed out. And it was not that cool. I did not like it at all. Uh, Sophomore year came at college. And I switched schools to Dallas Baptist. And a lot of interesting things happened there when it came to my heart. I started exercising more. I started drinking more water. I started eating healthier. And my heart got a little better. I started being able to hang out at night with all my friends. And I even started getting into new habits and new hobbies. Such as cutting my RA's hair at... 11 p.m. with a pair of craft scissors. Katie Jane, I know you're listening, so shout out to her. <laughs> but even with all the exercising and with everything else, it was still so tiring and I still passed out. Not as much as I did before, but I still did. Junior year came and they put me on medicine for my heart condition. And that was a amazing opportunity. I I started getting a lot better and now if I don't take my medicine then I feel all wonky and it's just crazy how like things can change so quickly. 
Um, I exercise as much as I can, but I still feel so tired all of the time and so dizzy. It's just, it's a lot. It really is. Um, So what are the symptoms of POTS? I've kind of gone into it a little bit, but here are some of the symptoms that I have. So I already mentioned that I have shortness of breath, so it's hard to breathe. It feels like you have asthma all of the time. It also makes you super dizzy, and sometimes it makes you pass out, even when you're sitting down. Crazy, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. It also makes you super tired and makes you really weak. Um, It can also lead to other illnesses, such as EDS um, and other autoimmune disorders, such as fibromyalgia. I personally do not have fibromyalgia or EDS or any of those things. Thank the Lord. I am so beyond blessed not to have any of those diseases but I recognize that other people do. Other things that are hard for POTS people is the fact that we despise working out, even though we have to. Most people with POTS, including myself, do not like working out. It sucks because you get so dizzy and so lightheaded and you just lose control of your body. That's one of the worst things, is not being able to control your thoughts or your mind or your body. You have this thing called brain fog and shortness of memory that create a hard environment to study, especially when it's acting up. It's crazy that so much can be tied to it. Some of the other things that contribute to the heart condition things that they think are wrong with you. Um, So they call it an autoimmune disorder, but they also say that it's because your heart is two sizes too small. That's right, I'm the Grinch. I also have heard that it could be caused by too much brain fluid, but I don't know if that's actually confirmed or not. Another thing that I have a symptom of is my optic nerve is too small or something like that. My dad explained it to me, but I don't exactly remember because I wasn't listening that hard. Sorry, dad. I love you. I know a few people with POTS and they are the most encouraging people I have ever met. I enjoy talking to them so much. It really helps to know that there are people like you. I'll never underestimate the ability to feel better because somebody else has your disorder. Um, Like I said, there's no cure for it at the moment, but there are some medications that can make you feel a lot better. Um, Another thing is having a great support system that helps a lot of POTS people to feel a lot better. Oh, another word that can describe POTS, fibromyalgia, etc. 
we call ourselves the Spoonies. So now I'm going to get into my favorite little thing about pots, the spoon theory. So you may have heard of the spoon theory before, and if you have, good for you. Way to be up on your knowledge. If not, don't worry about it. I'm going to explain it in just a few seconds. So the spoon theory is on how many spoons you have in a day. So let's say that you have 20 spoons if you have pots. And it takes three spoons to shower, two spoons to make a meal, three to exercise, two to go to class, one to watch TV. You get the idea. Everything costs at least one spoon, one to four spoons. Um, So you don't have the energy to do everything in one day. There's this thing that I've seen before with the average person where you have to decide between three things and you only have two options of what you can do. So the number one is a social life, two is good sleep, and three is work. So you get to choose two of those to be your main focus. With POTS, it's more like a hundred different things and you only have 25 spoons some days, you know, and so it just, it's so exhausting, and you know that there's no way that you can get everything done, and it's terrifying, and it's embarrassing, because you know that everybody else can do this, but you can't, and it really is so discouraging to look around and compare yourself to other people, especially other Spoonies, because some of them are doing really well for themselves, and others, like me, are kind of in the middle. And then there are other people who are bedridden because of this illness. It's nothing to joke about. People always look at me, and they, you know, either crack jokes about how, you know, I have the Grunge Syndrome, which is fine, I don't mind the occasional joke, But it's really hurtful whenever people, you know, joke about me passing out because it's really scary and it's really just really rude. Like if you had diabetes and someone came up to you and was like, oh, you're going to have a go into a sugar coma because you ate all your food. (laughs) Yeah, that's not going to help. It's going to make them think that you're a horrible person. Same thing with pots. Don't make fun of us unless it's like in good humor, like, you know calling me the Grinch. I like that. (laughs) But, (coughs) sorry. As we progress in the scientific fields and doctors learn more about it, I hope that they will find a cure. But if not, it's not that bad. In fact, I like being a little different. It sure is frustrating whenever I can't do something, but then I remember how much I can do and how blessed I am to be able to do that. I might not have a perfect GPA because of brain fog or because I can't put that much energy into studying, but I do have a pretty good GPA, all things considered. And although I can't run seven miles, I can walk a couple I am so beyond blessed to know what my heart condition is and to be able to 
focus on getting better, even if it's slowly and step by step. If you have POTS, here are some things that I would suggest doing. Number one, follow some people with POTS or other autoimmune disorders. It sounds like counterintuitive to focus on your illness, but believe me, feeling like you're not alone is the best feeling ever. The more you connect with other people, the more inspired you'll be to work on yourself. That brings me to the second one, though, and that is... The second thing I would suggest is to not compare yourself to other people. This includes healthy and non-healthy people. You wouldn't want other people to compare themselves to you, so why do it to yourself? Another thing is to get connected with a POTS doctor. It's hard depending on the area that you're in, especially because not all of them take your insurance, but it is very important to see a POTS doctor at least once a year. I'm very much a hypocrite on this because I myself have not seen my heart doctor since I was 17 years old. On that topic, I would also say use all of the tips that you can to get healthier. I know that you can't get 100% better, but even 50% better is better than nothing. And finally, don't give up. This is really important that you stay strong and continue to fight your illness and do everything in your power to get as well as you can. That's all I have for you today. Thank you, and I hope that you enjoyed. Comment below if you have any suggestions for my next video or any questions. And I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.